Good morning. Good Sunday morning, every people. I hope you're doing well. We hope you're doing well. Um, yeah. Happy 2021. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, yeah. you had a loss for worse today. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I'm really tired. I was up till 2 a.m., which is late for me. That's That was new. I'm shook. You're never up that late. I know. We were... I was playing games with with the buds and uh you know it it wasn't so much of a like one more game sort of thing it was like we were trying to do something and it it took longer than we had anticipated so um so so I went to bed late and it doesn't help that like uh we have a new cat and she's running around playing with our other cat and they they're really kind of uh obnoxious uh so you know i i got maybe five hours of sleep which i know is like more than a lot of people get nowadays but you know that's not a lot for me i i, I go to bed at at 12 p.m or 12 a.m every day and get up at like 8 a.m every day and i love it so this was uh this was different <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I hear you. Uh, I was up late as well, about one. Yeah, also t two in the morning, uh, playing games, and yeah, I do feel tired right now. Yeah, man. Uh, but the show must go on. Uh, the show was supposed to go on last week, and um, right before, like a few minutes before we were going to go live. Uh, like Dom and I were just like mid conversation. We're just chatting things up, you know, before the show. And, um, all of a sudden my computer just shuts off and I realized my power went out, but it went out for like a second. It wasn't like a full, you know, it, it was out for an hour or something. It was like, no, it went off and then immediately came back on. And, um, then I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. So I, I re restarted my computer and, Got everything set up again. Got back into Discord to talk to Dom. And then, again, mid-sentence, uh, it just it cut out again. And, and again, only for like a second. So we, we decided to pull the plug on uh, on last week's episode. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. Um, I still don't know what happened. Uh, there was uh, a reported outage in my area. Um, and they did eventually just turn off the power for like... 30 minutes or something to, to fix the issue but that was that was really weird and annoying because uh, that's also like not necessarily great for your computer either just to have it shut off mid you know mid processing so but anyways we had an extended holiday break in that sense so we're back we're, we're back which you know just kind of means the podcast is back and maybe live streams we haven't been doing as uh, as good with that, but also I'm still trying to figure out like the issues with my computer because the last time I tried uh, to stream, it was like, nope, you're, we're not doing this. So, but all, yeah, w welcome to 2021, everybody. Your, your formal welcome. Um, this is episode 21 of the podcast of the the Rogue Transmission, which is uh, kind of neat. Also, I think last episode was on. December 20th and it was the 20th episode and I didn't catch that until afterwards so that was really sad 
but yeah how's how's your 2020 been dom 2021 not 2020 2021 um so far it's been pretty chill um can't complain too much honestly it doesn't feel like that much different you know i hope the the new year brings in some 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 good compared to the chaos from last year uh but yeah you know i'm loving the weather it's not super cold kind of surprising but um i'm loving it nonetheless i'm looking forward to spring so there's always that uh but yeah how about you you know yeah i mean it's just a continuation of of last year um the 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 years which i mean they do they're not so much arbitrary but they also are like it's just you know the start of the new year doesn't mean anything changes i mean it's just uh uh, i mean perhaps of the um you know our orbit but other than that it's just kind of like we made up these dates and we act like it's you know new year new me it's like hitting the reset button but it's really not it's just continuing your life in a linear linear way so you know nothing's really changed um politics has been crazy i'm sure everybody knows that um so 20 you know 2021 is starting off starting off strong continuing the legacy of its predecessor um but yeah i i I too i too love the weather i like the colder weather i like the rain i'm not a huge fan of the warm california weather that we normally have um so uh i'm i'm not excited for spring i want it to stay cold as long as possible um because spring is just extended summer now (laughs) <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's just the same temperatures. Like, yeah, maybe some days you'll get like 70s or, or 80s, and there's a nice wind, so it like balances out the heat. But not 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 often. A lot of times, it's just direct sun on your skin, and it hurts. And I don't love that. But hey, man, it it, it as as my grandfather used to say, and as I now say. It is what it is. Uh, so I wanted to start off by actually plugging something that uh, your wife is doing, Dom. And I will thus hand the speaking pillow to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So my wife recently started a arts and crafts kind of like side hustle uh, and on, it's on Etsy, it's on Instagram, and you can find her at Lavender Jedi Designs. Basically, she kind of like does these custom, custom slash uh, fan ad- adaptation of these images, so like Star Wars stuff primarily. Um, and she'll do that with uh, with her iPad. She makes it look all artsy and whatnot and cute, and then she turns those into like stickers um kind of like little portrait things and she's been messing with that a lot over last month she's got a cricket machine she had she got a cricket machine i think sometime last fall i think late summer and basically it like cuts out all these different kind of designs it has its own like built-in software that you download onto your computer um and then you can like get something that's already pre-printed have it uh, scaled into that uh, Cricut software so that it knows what to cut out and how many and basically she sends that out uh, to uh, clients 
and she's been working hard to create you know some custom orders actually she was working on one yesterday of this uh this couple basically turn them turning them into like this portrait cartoon looking thing and overall it's cute stuff um she's also been messing with some other side things on top of that like these uh keychain things or these like embroidered uh or not embroidered uh she'll put like designs onto a pre-existing bag so like vinyl stuff uh so in addition to the stickers it's that as well uh, so again that tag is uh at lavender jedi designs neat it's really cool i i didn't know about it until i saw you post about it i think on your instagram story or something and i was like oh this is i've not seen this before and i was like these look really cool and then i talked to you about it and you're like oh yeah that's erica's thing i was like oh that's cool it's really neat you all should uh so check it out it's some some really neat looking stuff and uh yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I I need to like just clear the record here. Um, I was wrong uh, in the last podcast, which feels like ages ago because it kind of was like a month ago. Um, I was wrong about the book of Boba Fett. Okay, I realized that, um, and yeah. The Book of Boba Fett will indeed be its own series uh, that they left out of the Disney uh, Investor Day and uh, that they announced at the end of The Mandalorian, so I was wrong about that. I concede. Um, and yeah, but I'm also kind of happy that I'm wrong um, because um, I'm... I'm kind of excited now that it's just its own thing and we can still continue the, you know, the Mandalorian as we know it. Um, so, and also like, so as far as I understand it, the Book of Boba Fett will be coming out uh, fall this year, I guess now. Um, and the Mandalorian will kind of take a break for about a year and the Mandalorian will probably come back next fall. Um, and, you know, I'm... I'm kind of happy with that. I think a little break from Mando uh, is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Um, and just seeing more Boba Fett, I mean, who who is not excited for that? Non-Star Wars fans, that's that's who. So, hmm. heathens, basically, <laughs> Star Trek fans. <laughs> uh, but I was wrong. I, I had to just put it on the record because I was so adamant in the last episode that it was going to be season three. And it, I, yeah, I was wrong. You know, I, I was so, I was laughing so hard when they confirmed it was, it was his own series and literally wrote it as you saw on this topic list. I'm like, ha, yeah, that damn right. You were wrong, Jeff. See, like suck it. Um, and I, I was just laughing because you and I were having like a a discussion about that. You know why? You know why you thought it was not going to be his own series, and why I thought it would be. And and then sure enough, it got announced that it was shortly thereafter. You know, it was teased like the book of Boba Fett. And you know, what is this thing going to be? Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. More Boba Fett. Uh, you know, him taking over Jabba's palace. Um, as we saw in that little teaser at the very end, 
And I'm a little sad that we're not going to get the Mandalorian, uh, you know, right away, you know, as it was the last two years. Um, but that's fine. You know, let them flesh out the season three of that a little bit, how they're going to carry on without Grogu. Um, and actually even a little c- curious of, you know, can the Mandalorian survive without Grogu as a integral character, you know, cause they're, the whole show had a lot of cute moments because of that character. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see how that moves on. Yeah. I, I I'm curious where, I mean, they, they may just, you know, they have to move the plot forward at some point. If this is going to be a longer running series, which, you know, it doesn't need to be, it could end after season three and I'd be fine with that. Um, kind of like rebels was only four seasons and, you know, I think that was for the better. Um, but like they might just be moving on to another another storyline, which uh, will probably be Mando and Bo-Katan dealing with uh, the dark saber issue, and the greater Mandalorian society and like that plot. Um, and maybe I'm sure Grogu will be in there somewhere as like a, a cameo, as like oh let's go let's go see how the the child's doing, do 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 do, because you know he does say that he'll see Grogu again. And I doubt that's going to be just a throwaway line. I think that's going to be like, you know, an honest thing. Um, So I'm excited to see where they're going to take it. I'm excited for the break and I'm excited for, uh, for more, more Boba Fett because Boba Fett's awesome. And uh, I'm really, I'm really intrigued as to where they're going to go with all of that. Yeah. And I'm always down to see some more tomorrow, tomorrow Morrison. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 my hope is that with all of these new Star Wars series, and one of them we're gonna see live action clones, with Tamir Morrison reprising his role in air quotes. I mean, he was just kind of the head and the voice, <laughs> but to like Tamir Morrison clones just feel different than D. Bradley Baker clones, and it's not like different in a better or worse way, because um, I love them both. Um, but there's just something more menacing and darker about the Tamir Morrison clones, um, to me, anyways. And so I would yeah, love to see them come back. Yeah, because they're definitely more uh, intimidating, especially like you look at episode three. You know the fact that it's it's a real human for the most part. Of uh, you know you see their face. A lot of them are scarred up and whatnot. Um, and right uh baker's uh, interpretation is just all animated and it, like you said it's neither better nor worse it's just different and it took me a little bit to actually get used to his iteration of you know the clones uh the clone characters and then when like battlefront 2 came out they combined the two um so if you see clones you know in just their armor it's just baker doing the voiceover but then you get i think like one clone officer it's clearly morrison's face but it's baker's voice which i thought was an interesting mashup yeah definitely a little weird at first seeing live action clones with d baker's voice but i didn't hate it um i think you know in some ways you could think about it from a gameplay perspective where it's like because they have boba fett as a playable uh hero or villain, I guess. Uh, and so it would be kind of weird to hear um, 
not weird, but like a little uh, disorienting to hear Tamir Morrison as because I think he voices Boba Fett in, in Battlefront Two. And then to hear him voice the clones because you would think, oh, yeah, I'm just like right next to a clone and it's actually Boba Fett there. So like from a gameplay perspective, that could be kind of meh, um, a very minor thing. Uh, I think it's more just availability and price. <laughs> you know, th- this is kind of what D. Baker does. Um, so, uh, but I I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see Timur Morrison uh, portray Captain Rex. I would love to see that. Uh, in the, uh, I guess in any series, really, it could happen in, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking more Ahsoka. So, I guess we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, let's take a look back at 2020, Dom. You know, I put this thing in the topics, and last week I probably had stuff that I wanted to bring up, but it's the next week. So I don't remember what I wanted to bring up about 2020. Uh, <laughs> it was the the year of our uh, inception as a, an organization. Uh, officially, we had been talking about it for like six months before, probably. Um, and you know, 2020 was kind of a kind of a slow year with COVID and everything. We picked the wrong time to start a, a video uh, production company <laughs> to do, you know, film events and stuff in person and, uh, and and photos and stuff. Wasn't a great year for that. No, it was not. It was one hell of a ride. Yeah. So 2020 was, I'd say overall a good year, uh, but, but very very slow 2021 will probably be very similar um at least in the beginning we'll see what happens near the end um and and that kind of goes to you know in 2021 we kind of want to focus more on um on more creative stuff right so like we already have the podcast uh we want to do like more live streaming stuff but also just more video content um and I guess you could say that's one of our goals for 2021 is to do more more creative stuff like with Twitch and YouTube and, and that sort of thing um, and sort of shift our focus during a time when there really aren't any in-person events going on, um, you know, and also because there's no events, people don't really need photos for a lot um, and, you know, overall, like, media work outside of journalism is uh, very very slow i would say um yeah thoughts yeah you know it it is a shame that not a whole lot happened you know we did manage to pull off a few live gigs here and there um you know with um with like diehards and sun with weekend blender and then the nonprofit uh, Brickbox.collective, Collective, you know, those were few and far between, but uh, it was cool to get that experience. So, uh, for me personally, I want to uh, improve on my photography, um, just mess with some lights some more. Uh, been practicing that for that past couple of nights, as you already know from off off air stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to maybe some more pre produced videos. Uh, whether it's short films or just like general kind of like YouTube content here and there. 
Um, I'm not sure if I personally want to keep continuing the live stream stuff. At first, I thought I would be all into it. As of now, I'm not super into it anymore. Um, that's just my personal take on it. Um, so I think I'll probably shift focus into other like pre-produced videos. I don't know. I like that a little bit more considering and especially like all the tutorial videos that I've made for work. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the it's funny how much work the live streaming thing actually becomes. It's a nice, it's always a nice thought in the beginning, but then you know, you realize just I don't know. At least for me, like playing games live is not as enjoyable as just playing them by myself, <laughs> you know, or with like friends uh, in like a multiplayer thing. Just because you kind of turn it into uh, into a show, yeah, into work um, and. You know, maybe that's just part of it, um, but yeah, I know I know what you mean. Um, I need to kind of figure out like what I'm going to be doing on my end with that, um, because I think it would still be nice. But you know, we're I guess just to go I guess for like transparency's sake, right, or just to state the obvious, like we're still trying to figure things out as like a a uh, an organization, right, um, both commercially and creatively. And so part of 2021 is going to be like really trying to experiment here and there, which is why, like, if you do happen to follow us, like, it's going to be maybe just kind of a, a I want to say a wild ride, but like, we don't know what's going to happen because we might, yeah, who knows? We might post, like, we might do live streams, we might do a couple vlogs, we might do uh, some, like, I don't know, unboxing videos, like, just trying to find out like what we enjoy doing and, and also like one of the difficult things about content creation right now is I would say like the oversaturation of content and creators because it's incredibly easy and at this point mainstream to create stuff right and so we're pretty buried under a lot of people and like we're not uh oblivious to that fact I mean like if we just made vlogs or if we just made unboxing videos, we, we probably wouldn't get very far, right? Like there's a certain like, I guess, niche that you need to find potentially um, or just be very entertaining, which, um, you know, that that's a bit more difficult than uh, than it sounds. <laughs> so uh, it'll it'll be a, a year of experimentation and um just kind of seeing what works for us and what we enjoy doing, uh, like the live streaming thing, right? We we tried that, and Dom, as, as you found out, maybe you don't enjoy it as much as maybe you initially thought, um, and that's okay. I mean, this year, um, you know, I'm going to try this year maybe not to, uh, like, we won't announce that we're doing a lot of new stuff. You know, like, we're not going to announce, like, hey, we're going to start this video series, or hey, we're going to start this one, unless it's, like, and act, like if we start a D and D campaign or something, then we'll announce like, "Hey, we're doing a and D series." But in terms of like, "Hey, we're going to start making this kind of content," like we probably won't advertise that too much. I kind of want to just do that stuff and release it, um, because it's like, what's the point of announcing it if we can just do it and then if it doesn't work out, you know, we just we we stop, and that's okay. Uh, we're, we don't have to commit to anything at this point it's just you know finding finding the stuff we enjoy doing so if you do choose to follow us thank you um and uh you know 
we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably be nice. And, you know, you and I can talk this more officially off air, you know, just maybe like tease like hey something is coming like we are working on a new video what is it oh it's this and then here's the release date you know enjoy kind of thing right but yeah tr maybe not really commit to anything because as you and i have experienced with live streaming stuff with games like it's not as fun as you and i thought it would be um and for me it's kind of turned into work uh, with the video game that i really don't necessarily want to keep doing like week to week or every other week i'd rather just maybe just casually produce something like a retrospective series on whatever and just take my time with it just working on it making it you know in like visually appealing and whatnot and just have fun with it right and it's not tied down to any kind of like uh, uh schedule and you know when it comes to video games in general like playing them i just want to enjoy playing it and then not so much worry about the commentary on top of it while you're playing it because then it just kind of takes me out of the experience um like what i do enjoy or have enjoyed about those live streaming stuff is when i do introduce a game like what was the first one pokemon snap mm -hmm. like i enjoyed explaining what it was what was so nostalgic about it blah blah blah, blah. so that for me i can turn that into a retrospective video and i'd be happy with that i'm not worried about engaging with a potential audience on top of playing it like i don't know that that's just not my cup of tea yeah and i i think it's important to uh, keep hobbies enjoyable and keep hobbies hobbies like like we do video stuff right and that that is definitely a hobby but like it is work right like creating videos is always going to be work uh whether or not we are doing it um as as an organization or as like even if we like if we were just independent uh individuals making short films or making videos like it would still be work um but like video games it's definitely something for me that i'm like this is my my thing that i do to relax to just enjoy myself um and like i played metro last like i, cause I used to live stream independently uh, like a year or so ago and uh, I got fairly consistent with it but one thing that I remember about that time is like I played Metro Last Light and uh or the last light um the most recent one that came out I think was, was the last light anyways uh exit exits whatever the most recent Metro game I played it because I love the Metro games and I gotta be honest I I kind of I kind of barely remember what happened like I just because I wasn't focused on the story so much, and and I was more worried about like, um, you know the the, the audience like being trying to be entertaining and and, and whatnot, um, and you know that that does turn like video games into a job, and uh, you know a lot of people have found success with that, and that's great uh, if that's something you want to do, but. Um, you know for us at the moment it just doesn't seem like yeah it's not not as enjoyable um and that's not to say that like we'll never do video game live streams it'll probably happen here and there um but that's the thing it'll be here and there it won't be a, a scheduled a scheduled thing um so i had another point and uh it it is gone it flew away out of my brain <laughs> but yeah and like 
you know, we have to try things to know that we won't enjoy doing them. You know, like, how will we know that we don't enjoy live streaming on a scheduled basis um, if we don't do it, right? And so we, we did it. And we didn't do it much because it didn't take long for us to find out that, like, yeah, maybe this isn't really what we want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's a niche market for one, so it's not like there's a lot of potential there. I mean, if I'm honest, I, I, I feel like the the chance of success in that area is extremely slim because of the amount of people that are doing it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, all the more power to those individuals that have already, like, you know, that are starting to do it and they're enjoying it and that have been doing it for a long time. And they've actually kind of made, you know, careers out of it you know all the more power to you that's pretty impressive uh and at that point you know it's kind of like trying to reinvent the wheel in your own way and for me and for you it's just not for us right now that might change later on but as of right now probably not yeah because it is also important to remember that we we have uh you know normal jobs on top of this stuff so um that's when the, the the video games are a thing to relax at the end of the day sort of comes in So, Dom, you let's talk about some of the new like content that's been going up on uh, streaming platforms. Um, I have not seen Wonder Woman, but I heard it was a train wreck. (laughs) Sadly, so Um, I did see Soul, and uh, that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot, actually. but yeah, Wonder Woman, tell me, vent to me, Dom. Vent to me like the internet has. Yeah, so I'm just going to throw it out there that this will be uh, containing spoilers. So if you haven't seen Wonder Woman and you don't want to be spoiled, then I would skip this part and maybe tune in after about five to ten minutes. Um, I wish we could put up some visual elements, but we didn't exactly plan for that, I don't think. But anyway. I'll uh, just use the spoiler graphic from Mandalorian, so... Is oh, cool. all right, cool, cool. There you go. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four takes place in nineteen eighty four, and you definitely get that feeling in the beginning of the movie. You know how everyone's dressed and whatnot. It was a nice change of visual pace for me to see something harking back to the eighties. Um, but yeah, it this movie felt like it was trying to accommodate too many individual storylines. For example, Wonder Woman, like her character arc and and growth from the beginning to the end. You know, what is she struggling with? And then we had, I guess, kind of like two villains in this movie. And one thing if that I've experienced from past superhero movies, as soon as you introduce more than one villain, it starts becoming a train wreck. So with this one, we had Pedro Pascal's uh, character. I already forgot his name, but uh, he was like this failed businessman who wanted to like uh get rich on like the oil industry and then this other character who starts off as good and she gets corrupted it's uh, i forgot the actress's name but it's basically the character that ultimately becomes uh cheetah and the story kind of takes place where there's this like magical wish granting stone where you know people can get wishes off of it but it comes at a price you gain something and you also lose something uh, so then that's how uh, 
uh, Chris Pine, I believe that's his name. His character comes back. And it's really weird how it happens. So Wonder Woman, like, subconsciously or, like, in her mind, when she touches the stone, she wishes for him to come back. And, but she doesn't realize that the stone does that. She It just so happens to come up in conversation. Like, I guess that's what the stone is meant to do. But they played it off as, like, oh, like, that's not possible, right? Um, and then um, she goes to this party and he comes back to her and he's like, like, yeah, I've been looking for you, blah, 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 blah. And then it turns out it's not even the true character. It's he's in someone else's body, another man's body. And it's just kind of a weird concept. Um, Cause she sees him for the lover that, that she wants. Right. But visually to everyone else, it's this other guy. Um, and and then the going back to Pedro Pascal's character, he wishes to actually have the power of the stone itself. So he's able to grant wishes to like so many people and it starts taking a toll on him physically. And uh, he starts like taking over areas of the world for like the oil industry. And then the other girl that becomes Cheetah, she like wishes to be as strong, as powerful as Wonder Woman. And then she ends up making like a second wish later on to where she becomes like this fierce predator, hence how she becomes Cheetah. Uh, but it kind of like goes all over the place with these different storylines. And then at the very end, you know, everything goes back to the way it was. Uh, Pedro's character, he renounces his wish. Everyone renounces their wish, at least for the most part. I don't know if Cheetah actually does that or not because uh, she goes back to normal, but we never see her on camera renouncing her wish. Um, so overall, by the end of the movie, it was kind of like underwhelming. I liked the first one a lot more. It felt more impactful. Um, and I'm still looking for the third, looking forward to the third movie, but how, oh man, like this, this, this movie was just weird because it just left me f feeling like, well, if Pedro's character renounced his wish in the very end, was there really a need for everyone else to renounce their wishes? Because him becoming this magical stone thing he was able to grant wishes because of that and if he didn't have that power then anyone else shouldn't have been able to do what they did um and then with chris pine's character you know what happened to that guy like you know he shows up again at the very end of the movie but he doesn't act like man i i lost a couple of days out of my life like it's just a blur or more on the supernatural side of things if those familiar with that show with like demons possessing people or angels possessing people, they can visually see and hear what's going on, but they can't control their body. I would have thought that would have happened with this guy uh, because visually it's the same guy, but no, not even that happened. So I'm just like, that's kind of weird. You know, like this guy has to have questions, right? But nope, they just, wrote it off like it was nothing just another day for this guy dressing up it's a nice snowy day at the end of the movie and that was it so this movie felt more weird in some ways than it was overall like really really enjoyable to watch because it wasn't sad to say i've had like three different people describe this movie to me and every time i'm like this just doesn't sound entertaining at all i mean and it's really sad because you know it was maybe looking like maybe DC was going to start making good movies, finally. Maybe. Mm. 
And uh, nope, that I, they just are physically incapable. It seems like of doing anything remotely like good. Like I feel like there have been some movies that people have said are like, oh yeah, they're they're good. You know, like they're okay, but it's like they're not really that great. Like I watched I watched Aquaman, and you know. I heard a lot of people say that, like, oh, it was it was pretty good. Like, oh, yeah, I like Aquaman. I like Aquaman. And I watched it, and I'm like, this is just... I don't. Like, it's just <laughs> not that great to me. Like, DC, just, they're not... I don't know, even thinking back to, like, Wonder Woman. Like, I was really thinking back, like, did I enjoy that movie at all? And it's like, maybe a little bit, but it still just has, like... There's something about the DC movies nowadays that I just... I. I don't like I don't know what it is you know like they're just they're too I don't know I, I don't even know how to like express how I feel there's just something about them that feels off you know what I mean whether it's like the CG the the like comic bookiness that tries to be kind of dark but also can't be too dark because you know kids um i'll say this i'm excited for batman that's it <laughs> batman's batman has been pretty good they, they they do solid with the batman i mean we don't talk about like you know the george clooney stuff but or you know um well we're gonna have to start talking batman about and robin Keaton pretty soon no 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 but like you know the dark knight trilogy excellent the new batman movie looks good um so batman yeah that's, I, that's my I, I i would agree with the dc stuff or the dc you however you, you want to call it um i feel like they keep dropping the ball because like man of steel was supposed to be like this launch of this new cinematic universe that was supposed to kind of like rival the mcu but we really got a strong inkling with what bvs and then justice league especially that this universe was going to be on some rocky footing um there was it feels like there was no overarching plan of how to tie in these characters together how to really make a viable sustainable universe on on this on these characters and we thought okay at least for me okay they're making wonder woman okay they're gonna tie her in a little bit you know they're gonna start going that way and then they announced aquaman but then it was just like when we came to batman that was just like wishy-washy all the way through because you know was ben affleck gonna still be batman was it gonna be a movie he's gonna direct and star in but then we found out no ben affleck's out as batman so then they're gonna have to just like start all over they're gonna you know maybe do another whole new one with matt reeve and then Robert Panson was tied in now as a new Batman. Um, and then going on another part of uh, Suicide Squad, you know, that wasn't really that big of a hit. It was entertaining, I will say that. But it wasn't, you know, like this awe-inspiring that it's going to, like, save the universe kind of thing. And then Birds of Prey came out. But then even then, that wasn't, like, a huge hit. It, it was so entertaining um 
And then now here are with Wonder Woman 2. That is now a rocking footing. For, for me, the most enjoyable DC movie of this little universe has been Aquaman. I was going in like worried because a lot of people tease the Aquaman character. They have he just in tights and talks to fishes. No, like for me, I was really blown away. Like it, it had a good story for me. It had a lot of action and it had a lot of character growth. And also, you know, it, it has Tamara Morrison in it. You know, that that was another reason why I watched the movie. I'm like, come on, this guy's in it. I got to give him a chance, right? Uh, but then still, like, how many years are we into this whole DCEU thing? And we still don't have, like, a consistent storyline. You know, Zack Snyder's still trying to do his own director's cut of, uh, of Justice League. And, you know, we don't even have an inkling if... You know, is there going to be a second one? You know, how's Ben Affleck going to come back, really? You know, since they made that announcement. It's a lot of wishy-washy stuff, no matter which character you're looking at or which part of the universe you're looking at. And it just doesn't shed a good light on it. And I don't know how long this whole universe is going to last. And it's sad to say. I feel at this point, they're just going to make movies sporadically here and there. And it's just going to be tied to the individual characters. And they're just going to, like eliminate this idea that there's an they're going to come together at some point because i don't think it's going to happen at least not not for a while i would like us to move away from the um what is it, like the 80s aesthetic uh and like soundtrack and stuff now i think it's overstayed it's welcome because every time i think about the dc movies now i just think about in all of their trailers i feel like they play some classic rock uh, uh, song, and I like. I hey, I do not mind classic rock. I I enjoy the genre. Uh, I thought it was neat when people started using them in trailers and in movies. It was like, oh, this is a nice. I don't think it's appropriate for me to say it's a nice throwback, you know, because I was not alive at that point. But you know, oh, this is this is nice classic music now. Um, it's overstated. It's welcome. It's not cool anymore. I cringe every time. Uh, I hear something from Queen or ACDC or something in a trailer and movie. Now, stop. And video games, too. That's all I can think of. <laughs> the DC movies, I feel like, are notorious now. Like, when when the trailers for Wonder Woman uh, 1984 came out, and it was just like... It looked to me like they were mimicking kind of the Thor, Ragnarok sort of feel they were trying to you know and i could be wrong on that but it's like you know even with thor ragnarok i was like okay it, this works but it's feeling old like you know i'm gonna open the door now and allow it to leave it does not need to stay anymore it's 12 a.m it needs it needs to go i'm tired <laughs> i want to sleep um and like now we're still we're still doing it like and it just feels it feels like another big studio trope now you know like and that's kind of what whenever I think about the the current state of DC movies I just I think of that that was a random tangent but the entire time you were talking I was just thinking about like yeah and I was thinking about the movies and I was like yeah and and then they always have like the the 80s the, the classic rock in there. I hate it now. Thank you for ruining <laughs> classic rock for me. Um, but anyways, that's where we're going to end it. The shorter episode today, just about 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, we, we are 
we are back the podcast has returned every sunday at uh 10 a.m pacific standard time um, unless the power shuts off unless the power shuts off yeah then, then it's just not gonna happen that day um and yeah if you don't if you don't, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably not listening to it live, so you already know this, but uh, if you don't catch an episode live, uh, we do upload them uh, shortly after, so you can always catch it uh, on your favorite podcast streaming platform and on YouTube uh, if you want to watch dancing wave forms, because that's all it's been for these past couple episodes. Um and maybe it will be it for the future. We don't know. We will see. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for watching, for listening. Uh, we appreciate you, and we're excited to see what happens in 2020. And you can follow us, as always, at Digital Century C, which you can barely see it because the waveform. But, you know, that's the social media. Uh, follow us, and you'll know when our power goes out and we can't do a, an episode. Uh, Dom, final thoughts, what are, last words, as always. No, I'm looking. I'm always happy to uh, do the podcast. It's always nice to talk to you about nerdy pop culture stuff. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to next week. See you next week, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>